0: You're listening to Auto D, coming at you live. Yes, which way, what, when, how? Mr. Auto D, fit the track right now.
1: Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in on this simply beautiful Monday evening here in Scottsdale, Arizona. The weather's just awesome. I'm your host, Otto Daniolo, broadcasting from the Star Worldwide Network studios looking down over Camelback Road. And I'm excited to have as my guest this evening the lovely and talented Whitney Jones, which uh, will be on our show just after the song if she gets here on time, Uh, a tune I'd like to play from uh, Billie Holiday. I was just in the mood, and I I really thought Whitney would dig this, so uh, this cut is called Please Tell Me Now.
2: Tell me now How much you care Before we say Good night, my dear You've never That you'll be mine. Why keep me waiting? Please tell me I go on wondering about this love affair my heart will cry and that's no I go on Wondering About this love affair My heart will cry And that's no lie Don't keep me waiting
0: Listening to Auto coming at you live.
1: And that was Billie Holiday with Please Tell Me Now here on The Auto D Show, which is brought to you by TheRecordingArtist.com. And on that note, I'd like to welcome Whitney Jones to the show. Hey, Whitney, how are you doing?
3: I'm good. Hello.
1: And I was giving you a little grief there. You were actually here when the show started. But you got here with like the last 90 seconds before we went live. And that's a, that's a tight one. That was a pretty good move. Hello. You know, one time, Blaine Long, who's a local singer, actually the New Times, I think, just picked him like best local singer or something. Uh-huh. Uh, he was on the NBC The Voice for a minute, and uh, uh, he was coming in, but he had to take his kids out for Halloween trick-or-treating, so uh-huh. he did get here a little late. Okay.
3: Kind
1: of but how well, are you I doing?
3: Pretty good, pretty good. Um, I'm blessed, that's all I can say. This is an exciting time for you. <laughs> it is. Um, this project has finally come to life, so yeah. I'm just really excited about everything that's that's going on. And
1: let's Let's talk a little bit about this, when you say this project, what uh-huh. this project is. For example, you and I met um, gosh I don't know a couple of years ago now it seems it's been a while
3: yes it was a few years ago so do you know how we met I mean do you know like how I got to you how did you get to me um trying to remember. there was a uh, a wonderful vocalist in town Morris Allen Oh, yeah. dear friends. Yes, and rest of the soul. Mm-hmm. And I contacted him and he gave me your information. And from there it's Well, thank sisters. you, Morris. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I miss, I miss that boy. Man, love him.
1: Well, and it's been it's been a real uh, you know, honor for me to have an opportunity to work with you. Uh I work with obviously with lots of different artists and uh very rarely does a singer uh of your caliber come to me and then not need me to do everything else, not need me to (laughs) produce and everything else. And, um, you know, you you came to me as a singer, but also as a songwriter and also as a producer with charts i mean and tracks (laughs) half recorded when we met and and you were you were not happy with something you were gonna do this until you got it right and i thought it was really really uh unique to find somebody in uh like you that had that clear of a vision as a producer having not come from that background yet of their own work and and have that vision not wrong i mean a lot of times artists think they know what they want and they're just all wrong and i have to go in there and Convince them
3: and do it. Yeah, yeah but you
1: really yeah. had a great, uh, a great sense of it, and it's been fun over over time to watch this project come to fruition for thank you. Thank
3: you, thank you so much. Um, as far as the producing goes, like. That's something that I really had to step outside of my comfort zone and do. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew what I wanted, and Mm -hmm. um, from the moment that I said that I'm I'm gonna release music, I'm gonna be an independent artist. From the moment (laughs) I said that, I knew that you know I knew how I wanted my songs to sound. I knew what I wanted them to to represent, and so you know this this was an exciting time. This project really stretched me. I will I will say.
1: Well, not only did it stretch you. Is in terms of your experience and, and talent, mm-hmm. but it stretched across a long period of time from its birth to its finish. It did. Because this it actually did. started in a whole other place. It
3: did. It's <laughs> it started in 2012, actually. Kay. Yeah, yeah, um, in Massachusetts, in right. Boston. And that's where I was living at the time and, you know, working on my music there. And then I ended up here in the desert, <laughs> I know, what a strange place from Boston, that's, yes, you know, this is not like Boston. I went from from the beach and the train to to, <laughs> to the desert and the tent, <laughs> yeah. traffic on the ten. so, but it's been a blessing. It's was that
1: fun. your first experience out here in the American Southwest?
3: Um, no, um, well, living here, yes, but we used to come out here and visit, my brother moved here um, 2010, mm-hmm. so we'd come down for Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, and that was always fun because it's warm on Christmas. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. the first time when we came down, uh, we actually went swimming on Christmas and I was like, "Oh my goodness, who does that?" <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix. Yeah, I know. It's very different. Uh-huh. Yes,
1: yeah, definitely. You get to wear a jacket uh-huh. on Christmas for about a week and that's about all you get. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so what what actually um brought you to Arizona? Um
3: just family. Mm-hmm. Um you know, family moved down here and they really encouraged me to to come down but um really to be honest my my mother got sick and they thought she had um lymphoma cancer stage three Mm. i literally dropped everything and bought a one-way ticket Mm-hmm. and um, came down because she was here at that she time? was here she yeah. had she had already moved here mm-hmm. from that christmas you know oh, right, right. <laughs> from, she, that's what we did we every, visited one christmas and said <laughs> what are like, we doing yeah, back there like, let's move to phoenix yeah. so i came down and um
1: and what year that was yeah that I guess, was 2012 that something. was
3: 2012 yeah. and um and then shortly thereafter my grandmother had this major stroke so life just started happening like
0: boom 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 boom
3: and so I decided to stay to help with the caretaking of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of that came strength of a woman, mm-hmm. which is the second track on my my EP, because I was inspired by the strength that I saw my mother and my grandmother who were dealing with illnesses, like how they
1: mm-hmm.
3: how they managed. So. Yeah.
1: That's one of my favorite cuts on the on the disc, actually. Yeah. And I have it queued up to play first. Okay. When when, when we get that far. Yeah, yeah, Uh, I didn't want to to spin any of it just yet. (laughs) yet. But um, since we since we are talking about that song, and we've been talking about the EP a little bit, tell me a little bit more about that song. How did you start it? When you what's your process? And is it always the same song to song?
3: It's not the same song The song. Um, whenever I'm inspired to write, like when inspiration hits, I just write. And usually it's easy.
1: Um, so when you say you just write, does that mean usually words come out? And so you might do a, a little uh, singing and, uh, and, and lyric creating at the same time? Or do you grab a pencil and a pad?
3: Um, I sit down at the piano first, okay. usually. And I'll come up with some chords and something. And once I come up with like a basis for for my um, my my chordal progression, um, then the words usually will come. And so the first words that I had uh, were the chorus, mm-hmm. and I had to dive into that. Like, what am, what is it that I didn't even know that I was writing about them
1: though? Right. That's it's the like crazy it's like, thing. What is this about? You get the you yeah get that start.
3: Yeah, I just I was just inspired to write and. Um, so the chorus came about the strength of a woman stronger than any hurricane. The, the mm-hmm. strongest forced wind cannot contain the power within her. When you think about things that women go through, you know, th- 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 we're strong. Mm-hmm. From childbirth to taking care of people to nurturing to... You know, like mm-hmm. they say, uh, a mother's work is never done. She must work from sun to sun. She doesn't get. She's sick.
4: <laughs> she doesn't get to rest. That's she's got to keep
3: going. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so that's that. That's kind of how that chorus came about, and I let it marinate for a minute, mm-hmm. um, and then um, eventually, I sat down and decided to write the the verses, and the, and the very first verse came. Um, to me so anyway it it was a process Mm -hmm. it was a process but that song was easy Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and i always know when songs come easily that um that's like god-given inspiration Mm -hmm. you know
1: so it's a weird feeling when something just comes to you yeah and at least for me i know uh two times i was coming home from a movie theater Mm -hmm. and on the way home a song would pop in my head lyric and melody that I'd never heard before and I'm thinking, did I just steal that from someone? Or did I just come up with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they were both really neat songs but yeah. uh it's a weird feeling when it comes to you. It's like you've been handed something and you're given the responsibility of right. finishing or translating or delivering. Kinda like Having a baby with a lot less pain. Uh-huh. But, uh, you, you have to finish it. It you know? uh-huh. has to kind of come out of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with with Strength of a Woman, is that a song that, let's say, from the day that you first had that inspiration, mm-hmm. was it basically done that night? Or was it was it a couple weeks later? Was it a couple years later? How long did it take for that song to kind of get done being written?
3: Uh, I want to say months.
1: And Is that typical for you? Is that pretty common? You get an idea, it gets mm-hmm. formed up, and then it has to kind of marinate for a while, like you said.
3: Yes and no, I, for the most part, um, I will say it takes some months sometimes to sure. write. It just depends, it depends. I mean, I've had times where I've literally sat down and just boom, mm-hmm. and I just wrote the song. Right. And and that's what I needed to say and I got everything out. And then the very next day I went to the piano. I usually, I, I write um, 95% of my music on the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to venture into guitar. A little more now, but um, most of my music is written on the piano. And so sometimes I'll, like I said, I'll I'll write lyrics and then I'll go to the piano and, and put chords with it. Other times I'll do the chords Mm -hmm. first and then the lyrics. So.
1: A lot of writers and musicians these days do uh, ho- a lot of home recording as well. Yes. Do you do a bit of your own home recording when you're trying to write?
3: Yes, I do. Do
1: you find that the writing and the production of your home system starts to impact your your songwriting? It's like the song's not done, but you're already recording it, uh-huh,
3: uh-huh. and
1: so it kind of impacts it on some level.
3: Um, I would say so.
1: Do you try to avoid that, or do you embrace that?
3: I embrace it. I embrace okay. it because um, I, it's almost like cooking. You know, which I you don't, don't know what you're
1: going to make. You just <laughs> put a little of oil in the pan, <laughs> you know, let's see what else is in the. Let me
3: add, I don't like cooking. <laughs> I'm going to have to marry a man who knows how to cook because okay. I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, it's like cooking sometimes, you know, you know, you, you know, you want to make this meal and, and right. hear the particular ingredients uh-huh. and, you know, you just. You let it happen. Sometimes you might put a little bit too much cayenne in it, but it, right. it's still good. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Well, what do you say we go ahead and play uh, Strength of a Woman sure. just to play one of the cuts off the new EP? This EP became publicly available on iTunes just yesterday, I think, or the day before? September 30th. Yeah.
3: September 30th. Perfect. Yeah, that's two
1: days ago. Okay. So uh, who, who, is, uh, who else is involved in this recording in terms okay. of the musicians you have involved? Because I don't think you're playing everything on the
3: record. Oh, no, I didn't play everything okay. on it. <laughs> I aspire one day. Um, let's see. There's Nick, plenty of time. Nick Blount. Nick Blount. Blount. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. Blount. Kay. He helped me produce um, this song. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's playing the keys and the synths and um, synthesizers. And um, who else is on this? Um, um mm, Mel Brown mm-hmm. is L's on playing bass. is on bass and Ira Kings on drums.
1: Couple monsters right there.
3: Yeah, and um, we added Wayne Jones on guitar, mm-hmm. and that's it. It was it was really a, a basic rhythm section. I didn't get to too complex with it so
1: okay yeah. so you're the writer you're the singer you are doing all the background vocals yes okay. <laughs> awesome so let's uh, just take a quick listen to uh, strength of a woman off of the new EP "Higher" from Whitney Jones yes.
0: She smiles yeah. Her sisters keep her calm And while she prays listening to Auto D coming at you live.
1: And that was Strength of a Woman by Whitney Jones here on the Auto D show from her new EP Higher. Awesome song.
3: Thank you. It must
1: really be a very, very cool experience for your mom and and, and for your grandmother if she were here. Yes, yes. Uh To, to reflect on, on the impact they've had <coughs> in your life to inspire that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Every time my mom hears it, uh, she cries. <laughs> I'm like, stop with that. Stop. <laughs> that wasn't my like, plan. This is my song. I know. You've <laughs> been through a lot. <laughs> but that must make her really proud. It does. It does. I hope so. Yeah.
1: Well, yes. and let me ask you this. Is your mom a singer?
3: well my mom um she sang a a lot um growing up in the house we always had music my mother is definitely a lover of music mm-hmm. um she does have a beautiful voice um mm-hmm. uh, but she sang like in the church you know okay. um but but not you know professionally but um still just just i remember um being like being young and her giving me i, I had to have been like a, a toddler or something But I remember her like giving me baths and she would sing and then have me repeat after her. Oh, cool. You know, and um, one of the first songs was, um, it's this song, um, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. And then she would. Have me repeat that, and I'm a little like because the Lord <laughs> is, my, you know, sure. <laughs> and going through that, so
1: well, your voice has
4: changed a lot.
3: Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Hope so. Hope <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. That's but my mom, cool. my mom always, you know, she she. My mom is just a lover of music, like I said. So we listen to all sorts of music from Luther Vandross to Bone Thugs and Harmony mm-hmm. to Kirk Franklin to. um um the clark sisters to to um oh my goodness uh, the Leverts, you mm-hmm. know what i mean oh, just yeah. uh a lot of oldies parliament you right. know just
1: well you mentioned you know this this image of you and your mom singing to you which i think is awesome how how big was the household were you one of a dozen kids or the only child or what was your what was it like growing up um
3: i have one brother kay. so we are um a, a year and some months apart and um so but also my excuse me my cousin um mm-hmm. was older than us so um a year older than my brother so we were like stair steps mm-hmm. it was robert aaron and whitney and so for the most part it was um my mom and um my brother and myself and um and
1: where where were you born or where were you raised I, okay i month? was
3: actually born in Fort Dodge, Iowa.
1: (laughs) I've I've played in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Are you serious? Yes I am. There's nothing there. You give me a few more minutes and the name (laughs) of the club might come back. We played Fort Madison, Fort Dodge. We played every Baron Iowa back in the day.
4: Oh Fort Dodge. No one's
1: ever I've never I haven't heard anybody say Fort Dodge. Yeah, I don't really say it that much, but you know representing I was born in Fort Dodge. And then how long were you there? Uh
3: not even a year. Not even a year. And And then um my dad, um got a promotion and so then we moved to a suburb of st louis st charles missouri and so we stayed there um probably up until i was about four or so three Mm -hmm. or four um, and then we moved to um, Central Illinois, Champaign, Illinois.
1: See, I'm from Peoria.
3: Yeah, I played in Champaign. Yeah, I played the
1: bars in Champaign. There's the yeah. University of Illinois. U of down I, there.
3: Fighting Illini. Yeah, I. And we
1: played all in well, Yeah, we played all over. So, yeah. <clears throat> when I was playing in clubs, were you born yet? That's a that's a tough question.
3: Uh, you know, I'm an '80s baby, so I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I left.
1: I left Illinois in '82. So okay. until eighty two, I was playing the, the venues in that area. Okay.
3: we left Illinois in two thousand one, so we moved to um, suburban Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, Austell. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I I rep a town shouting like I, it's just a cool <laughs> place to rep, and I feel like that when I when we moved to Atlanta, that's kind, I became a little more cultured. Yeah, you well, know, Atlanta's a new town. <laughs> it's a new it's place. awesome. Yeah, I love it. I and love how long it. were you in Atlanta? Um, I lived there until my freshman year after, I'm sorry, after my freshman year of college. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I want to say. I guess
1: I'm, I keep chasing your story up to, <laughs> up to Massachusetts, you know? How did so, I get to Boston? Yeah, how did you get to Boston, Boston? man, that's a story. Well, let's hear that. <clears throat>
3: okay, so. And, and
1: you said you went to college and I, man, that was like, we went from bathtub to college in about 60 seconds. 60
3: seconds. You know, yeah. it seems like that when I look back on life. Um, Let's see. So, how did I get to Boston?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> well, I And mean, was that a family move or was that school? Or
3: that was only because of school. Okay. And I hated Boston. Oh really? Oh man, I hated Boston. I hated it. I I, I went I went to attend Berklee College of Music. I oh, loved cool. my school. Cool. Love my school. But I just I did not like Boston. What when, <laughs> What was it about Boston? It was just it was just, just the people or it, the, I mean the you pace com- coming from the south to right? the the northeast. northeast right? You know it was. Huge difference. Um, I'm used to people opening the door and saying, Good morning, how are you? And people are just like, mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. It's Colab, Go, in Northeast. Up. Yeah,
3: literally and <laughs> it's figuratively. A little different in Atlanta. Um, the
1: thing I loved about Boston, the little time I spent there, was the history. Uh, mm-hmm. To see, to think some of those buildings are still standing that yeah. were, you know, yeah. from part of the American history. It's just kind of cool.
3: I will say, Boston grew on me. I had to learn to love it. Mm-hmm. And then I kept getting tickets. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i i pride myself in being a um an excellent driver okay people that know me know that i will drive you anywhere in 10 minutes like from from la to new york in 10 minutes well you know <laughs> wow. minus la traffic but um boston like i kept getting tickets like people were rude like you yeah. know it was just it was difficult it you. was difficult initially you yeah. know the first few years but I learned to love it. I started going to the beaches and, and like you said, the history, like going to the mm-hmm. museums, that was awesome. And they mm-hmm. have so many like, um, um, free mm-hmm. opportunities for you to go s- see all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, riding the train and, and exploring the, the old towns and, and the antiques. And it was it's a It's a beautiful place I, I, I love it now <laughs> well, by the time
1: you got to Berkeley, were you already playing piano, or did you pick that up in college?
3: um no, I was actually classically trained. I actually started off as a pianist How old five so my mom says I used to go up to the we always had a piano in the house because mm-hmm. she used to take piano lessons oh, okay before she and was married. your
1: dad a musician at all? Or?
3: No, my dad is not a musician um he's actually a preacher um but he you know he sings as well. Mm-hmm. Um let's see here. So about
1: five years old, you started playing the piano.
3: Five years old, I started playing um I started taking lessons, private lessons, wow. with Dr. Shirley Blankenship.
1: And you still remember your teacher?
3: I still do. We still we still talk on awesome. Facebook. She just that hit me is up. awesome. She's like, I'm so proud of you, Whitney. <laughs> That's cool. She's sweet. Um so yeah, I took lessons with her until we moved to Atlanta. And then when we moved um, there, I started taking lessons. Um, <clears throat> see, I don't even remember the second teacher, because Dr. Shirley was so influential. Mm-hmm. I mean, she played at all the stringed instruments: mm-hmm. piano, harp, violin, viola, cello. I mean, she wow. when when my school would take field trips to um, like the Cranert Center mm-hmm. to see the orchestra, she's playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, That's pretty
1: neat. So when you got to Berkeley, you know, what, what was your primary focus in terms of study? Was it were you studying composition as well as performance or?
3: Originally, I went there to study contemporary writing and production. That's Kay. what I said I was going to do. Okay, And then I fell in love with this 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 decree that I had never heard of. Called? Music therapy. Hmm. Hmm. I can help people and do music. What? Awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you got your degree in?
3: Yes, my degree is in music therapy. I am a... Dr. Jones? <laughs> one day, one day. <laughs> I'm a board-certified music therapist. Awesome. Yes. And in
1: case anybody needs one.
3: You know, it's, it's a wonderful field. Music is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I have this quote on my website, um, where words fail, music speaks. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's a powerful tool.
1: It is. It really is. And, you know, I think everybody can attest to the fact that when they hear an old song, a mm-hmm. lot of times it can take them right back to the situation they were in or the place they were mm-hmm. just from the sound of that song because we, we attach so much to it. Yeah, yeah. And and lean on it kind yeah. of in, in some ways.
3: That's definitely true. Thanks to that hippocampus located back there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, how many songs have you written in your career so far? Because this fir- this is your first official release, correct? Yes. And it's an EP. Mhm. So, uh how many did you have to write to land with these this selection?
3: Um okay, so I have been writing songs probably since like elementary school, mm-hmm. but officially the amount of songs that I have, um, you know, since professionally writing, mm-hmm. I have about 30 to 50 songs something within there. The reason why I only did an EP and just put these four songs, I was just inspired to get this music out right now. Mm -hmm. Like, these are the songs that need to come out now. Mm -hmm. And then I'll release the others, you know.
1: And I believe that you uh, found that setting deadlines was a good goal for you. Yeah. (laughs) If I recall, it was like, you know what, I'm putting this record out. And all of a sudden, we were in a hurry. <laughs> um, deadlines work fantastic for me, and I yeah. think for most artists, if there's not a deadline mm-hmm. they're never going to be done because it can always be better yeah, but the concept of having a deadline makes you make decisions and makes you move forward uh, and leave some of those variables in the past you know some of those options in the past that's true uh, so it's really I love goals and deadlines. So yeah. I can see that that might have been what promoted you to do the EP as opposed to completing something larger and, and finally get something out. And a lot of people have been waiting a long time for this yes, from you. Yes,
3: they have. And I, I appreciate everybody's patience. <laughs> I had to go through life so I could have some, some material, some yeah. m- more material well, to and, write.
1: And your process yeah. got a little derailed. You, like you say, you started a long time ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then it kind of got put on the back burner. <clears throat> and yeah. you're a single mom. I Which am. doesn't complicate your schedule on any level. You know, does it,
3: it just—it's easy. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: So tell me a little bit about that.
3: Um, my son is such a blessing. Um, he is—is—is is, is very smart. Uh, he's musically inclined as well, mm-hmm. and he's so artsy. He's mm-hmm. into art and photography I and and drawing. I don't know. I don't know why theater. He just. He's I'm just sitting here looking at your <laughs> headband
1: and your hair, going, "How could he not look at you and become an artist?" It's yeah, like yeah. He sees art.
3: He's you know? he's very creative. Um, so I I had my son when I was my junior year of high school. Wow, that yeah. had to be
1: difficult. Well,
3: you know, it it was it it was a challenge. Um, it made it made it made things harder but it made me work harder right and because i i have this philosophy just because something is challenging doesn't mean that it's impossible mm-hmm. so i i don't believe in in defeat
4: mm-hmm.
1: i
3: believe in okay i'm 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 gonna make this happen <laughs> no, this is
1: what i'm gonna do. yeah this is yeah. the reason
3: why i i don't like fight i never grew up fighting mm-hmm. because i'm i'm the type of person that I'm going to beat your ass until, like, we're going to fight until the end. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm going to win. I am going to conquer this. So let's not. So, so let's not even go there. Um, so, and I approach life like that. So I might have a challenge, but I am going to overcome this. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I graduated at the top of my class in high school with my mm-hmm. son. He, You know, he was, he was one by the time I graduated. Um, I went to college and um, moved up to, to. By the time I attended Berkeley, I was 19. He mm-hmm. was three. Okay. Okay. Um, I went there. My I started my sophomore year at uh, Berkeley, and so um, yeah, yeah. That was that was a struggle, <laughs> but we made it.
1: Strength of a woman.
3: <laughs> I guess.
1: <laughs> and speaking of that, why don't we um, play another uh, cut off of the EP? Sure. And uh, the next one I have queued up is a song called uh, Feeling So Good. Oh, that's my favorite one. That's your favorite one. This is my favorite <clears throat> one. Awesome. We got my favorite one in first, and now we have yours. Okay. So tell me a little bit about this track. Where did it come from? I was having a bad day. Oh, I've had one of those.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, just life wasn't what I needed it to be that day. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> music is therapeutic for me. Um, it is my coping skill, you know. So I sat down at the piano And I was just so sarcastic. I'm feeling so good, so good. (laughs) I'm feeling so good, so good. I talked myself into it. Yeah, yeah, literally, like, claimed it. But I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing. And so um, I played it for some people, you know. Mm -hmm. And they were laughing, and it was funny. And, you know, someone was like, you need to write a verse for that, though, for real. And I was like, yeah, right. (laughs) And so I did.
1: Cool. So is this, how long did this song, was it another one of these ones that maybe kind of took a couple months to get from beginning to end?
3: Um, i would say about a month. Mm-hmm. I'll say about a month's time, as far as the writing went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, about a month's time.
1: Okay, and uh, is there any co-writer on, on this, or just you? No,
3: nope, just me. Just me on awesome. this one. Yeah.
1: So we're going to listen to Feeling So Good from singer, songwriter, piano player, producer, oh, Lord. Whitney Jones, <laughs> off of her debut <laughs> EP called Hire, here on the Otto D Show. And that was feeling so good here on the auto d show from whitney jones debut ep higher another great track
3: yes thank you yeah thank you
1: and you were saying something just as we were coming back about that song
3: okay so with feeling so good um this song i was looking for someone else to help me produce mm-hmm. and it it just kind of wasn't working out and so i this was the for it to have as many parts as it has, I was kind of afraid to produce it. Mm-hmm. I knew how I wanted it to sound, right. but I was kind of afraid to to move forward mm-hmm. with it by myself. You know what I mean? So this song was fun. It was a challenge, um, you know, doing the horns and, you know, bringing in the that rhythm section and, you know, sitting there and. feeding them what it is that I wanted them to do you know it it was a challenge but this is one of my favorite songs.
1: And do you find uh, it's kind of a a fairly male-dominated environment when you get in the studio with such musicians and engineers and and producers and the like Mm Did uh, did you find any any uh, struggle there to 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 declare your territory? Do you feel like anybody looked down on you as a woman? Like, what do you now will do? What we're supposed to do? Not necessarily. Never had to run into that. I
3: I have run into that, um, mm-hmm. but I will say, real recognize is real.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So I haven't I haven't really dealt with that here. Yeah, and, when you and, hire really great and, people, yeah, they can tell you <laughs> know, <what laughs> you know there, you know nobody's sitting up here trying to like compare uh resumes or anything like that it just is what it is you know so you know we don't we don't need to discuss what we have done or what we're gonna do or or who we've worked for Mm -hmm. or, or, or any of that or or, or is this a, a minor 7 flat 5 or not? Or, or do you call it a minor 7 flat 5? Or do you call it a half diminished? Or is it a, a is it a, a full extension of, a, you know, right. we don't need to really do that. We just, we just, real musicians come in and play music. And they yeah. perform music. And they create music. And it's yeah. beautiful. So I will say real recognizes real. I haven't had to, like, defend my territory as much here. Cool. Maybe as I did when I was a student. Student, right. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Okay,
1: and then uh, mention you mentioned the horns. Mm-hmm. So, did you write those horn parts? Yes. So you wrote the horn parts. Yes. Did you do that kind of after the rest of the track was written, or did you have have some of that in your head <coughs> along the way?
3: I had it in my head along the way. Mm-hmm. I knew how I wanted it to sound. Um, so you know, that that wasn't difficult.
1: It wasn't difficult. No. Did you learn uh, how to do that in school in terms of? Here's where the trumpet can play. Here's where the saxo play. Yes. And, and so you got everything right on the in terms of what the horns could actually do. Yes, yes. because that's a consideration that people don't have, and they just think they're going to make up what the p- players are going to play. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool that you knew that you had that in your, yeah. you know, in your bag of tools. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Because those are great, great horn lines. Thank you. And and uh, I don't recall did the horn players do any off the cuff editing, or did they just read your chart down and go? I don't even know. No,
3: they just came in. Cuz I think I recorded them. Yeah, they that. just came in and they hit it and that was it. Yeah. You know, I think Th- what we did too. Two- was like
1: for you to hear that come back out of the speakers the first time? <sighs> it
3: was it was like I don't know, just exhilarating. And it,
1: was it, it did it did it represent itself the way it had in your head or when you were hearing it did it seem like okay, this is cool. It's not h- what I thought, but it's cool. I mean, where where how close was it to what you imagined?
3: I will say that the 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 entirety of the song uh exceeded what i had in my head mm-hmm. so that was that was amazing for me mm-hmm. um hearing the horns actually hearing them
1: right
3: recorded and hearing them like i was in the other room with while while they were in the other room recording mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm 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 in the uh what one is it? booth and yeah, so yeah. in another booth and so yeah. i'm listening and i'm like wow <laughs> Cool. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I think that's
1: what I love. I love uh, hearing yeah. is is um, you know that I remember the first time somebody walks into a big studio and, and that they, they don't hear a word I would say because they're looking at the ceiling and looking at the lights and they're like feeling like they <laughs> just walked on the Star Trek, you know. And I, I re, it's hard for me to remember what that felt like. It was so uh-huh. long ago for me. Yeah. But then the the next thing is I remember doing my first recordings and mm-hmm. and um and it's such. It's such a wonderful experience. Yeah. Even if it isn't what you thought it was gonna be, mm-hmm. it's such an incredible process to yeah. go through and really and get used to.
3: Yeah, yeah. I will say this was my um, third time really having an experience in the studio. Um, one other time was on someone else's project, Terry mm-hmm. Townsend mm-hmm. with Positive Flow Productions. Right. So mm-hmm. I recorded songs on his, his album. Um, and, and the time before that, I, I made a demo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, um, Feeling So Good was actually on the demo. Okay,
1: And then um, besides your own EP, you've Mm -hmm. actually been writing on some other projects. And you actually, we have a little uh, congratulations to you. you. Uh, Because this year you had another success story as a writer.
3: I I did. Um, So this was the first uh, year that one of my songs, um, uh, I helped co-write Purple Funk. Uh, for Mother's Favorite Child featuring CeCe Peniston Cool. And that song made it on the Billboard number two top uh singles. The awesome. single sales. Number so, two. Yeah, that Ooh, was exciting. So close. <laughs> that was exciting. It was, hey, awesome. I mean, it was that was exciting.
1: And for what me. I, I wasn't paying attention. What mm-hmm. part of the year did it hit the top of the charts like that? Was it in the summer? The uh, summer,
3: summer, I believe. I believe it was summer. Yeah. Okay, so you haven't summer.
1: gotten your BMI check yet from the radio oh, airplane? No. That's around the corner? <laughs> no. Well, by the way, you <laughs> know, Whitney mentioned to me, folks, that she's really hungry. And since we already know she doesn't want to cook and she would like a man who can cook. If you can cook <laughs> and you're not far away, you have an opportunity to make a really big impression if you can get down here to the studio with something really hot.
3: Uh-huh. some mexican food Just preferably
1: <laughs> i love
3: mexican food do you well do. then it's
1: great to be out here because there's a yeah. lot of great mexican food out yeah here.
3: definitely i will say that um i i'm a foodie i mm-hmm. like food mm-hmm. i like to eat me too that's why i have to stay in the gym <laughs> uh, I was going to print up some shirts that
1: said life's short, get fat, because, you know, if we're not here to eat food, I don't know why we're hey, here. Hey, man, you know, you it's need, you need some
3: fuel, you know, especially I don't work two jobs a day. I'm ready to eat.
1: You work two jobs. What do you mean? You, you actually do something besides music and raise your family?
3: Um, well, everything I do is music. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like to call it the umbrella of music. OK. Um, what are these jobs? <clears throat> OK, so like I said, I'm a board certified music therapist. Mm-hmm. OK, that's my what I do during the day. Um, helping clients and, and people with behavioral health needs, substance abuse history, things like that.
1: Is this a one-on-one process, or do no, you work through groups, in groups? Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. out of a facility in town? Or?
3: Mm-hmm. Just a local uh, facility here, and then um, uh, I also own a business teaching piano and voice lessons, mm-hmm. and so I do that. You know after school for the kiddies, and
1: all of your students can look to this and know one day they can actually have <laughs> their own record out and be on the radio and if have that's a hit. what
3: they want if that's what they want yeah and and then there's there's this so you know if i figure if i can work 40 hours for somebody else you know i can i can do 120 for myself so there you go i'm up i'm here
1: and speaking of hours, yes, do you have any shows coming up where you're going to be where people can come out and see you play? Okay, what I, hours are you playing? I
3: have a few shows coming up actually. Um, as an independent artist, I'm I am my own uh, booking manager and all that. So you <laughs> yeah, know, it's this t- is t- it's a long <laughs> road
1: sometimes. This a lot is of work.
3: the beginning, but you know. Anyway, um, I will be performing at. Uh, it's a cool open mic event here. Um, it's called Poetic Soul. Okay. Have you heard of this? I haven't. Have where is Spoken it? Spoken word, artists, MCs, um, vocalists, mu- musicians. It's, it's just a, a, a dope crowd, you know. Um, Cosmic Cadence puts this on every week. Um, so that will be at um, uh, November 1st. And that will be here in Phoenix. Okay. The next one, oh, and that's at Club Downtown. And the next one is in Tucson. Okay. Okay. Yeah, same event, just down in Tucson. But
1: you actually have an official release party for the EP?
3: Yes. Okay. So I wanted to say about Poetic, so I'm going to be the featured artist there That those two nights. Oh, awesome. Okay. And then Casablanca on November 17th, I will be performing and I will be uh, having my band and Officially playing the music And performing the music uh, live is going to be awesome. Casablanca from nine to eleven. That's here in Scottsdale.
1: Yeah, just down the road.
3: Yes, yes. It's a it's a it's a nice little ev- uh, venue. I went there a few weeks ago. It's, and
1: that's on the seventeenth. That show. Yep. Seventeenth. Is that a, a free show or a ticketed show?
3: Nine to eleven. It it is free to get in. Awesome. Okay. To my and understanding. people can
1: pick up. They can buy the EP from you.
3: Yes. Yes. Five dollars.
1: Get an autograph uh-huh. right there on the yeah, spot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. get a picture taken for their social media. Sure.
3: Of course. That sounds like a lot of fun. And then I have another one coming up, another show, Tell in December, December 8th, I will be performing at uh, Michael's Cafe here okay, in town, and that's from 8 to 10.
1: And is that with a band as well?
3: Yes, yes, awesome. with a band. I love performing with fellow musicians. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really prefer to sing over tracks, you mm-hmm. know, some, some events you have to, but I would prefer a live band. If I could just have a band follow me around everywhere, you know. <laughs>
1: that would be great.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) So if people want to get a hold of you, what's the easiest way?
3: WhitneyJonesMusic.com. You can contact me there. I am on Facebook, Whitney Jones Music, Um, Whitney Jones Music page. I'm on um, Instagram, Whitney Jones Jones. Music. (laughs) I'm on Twitter. I don't tweet a lot. Right. I don't do a lot of tweeting.
1: Okay.
3: Twitter. All right. But, you know, I'm on there, Whitney J Music. Catch me.
1: You got it and Cash so me outside they can uh, yeah they can <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there okay <laughs> they can um, pick up your record at your seat c- at your website
3: um, or is yes, it at iTunes yes. or I mean you, where, you can you can go on WhitneyJonesMusic.com and purchase the EP
1: and is that a digital download or is that a physical CD they it's can digital
3: buy? you can go on CD baby to purchase the physical CDs okay as of now cool yes.
1: it sounds like a lot of fun it sounds like uh you you've not only been busy but you're going to stay busy
3: oh yeah i don't believe in being a starving artist (laughs) so yeah i'm 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 here to work
1: well speaking of that what's (laughs) the best advice you could give people who are who are coming up who have the dream and they're just starting out
3: kick fear in the face Mm -hmm. it's a daily fight kick fear in the face there are going to be times I still deal with it where you're like, Oh, am I good enough? Is it sounds good enough? How does this look? Is this going to be people going to like it? And you know, you go through all of that and nobody wants to hear from poor old little me. I'll just stay locked in the room. You know, you go through that whole like self doubt, self talk. And then you see your peers doing stuff and it's like, well, they're doing it. So yes, nobody needs me, but no, (laughs) it's just, it's fear. It's nothing but fear, you know? And if, if the one thing I can say to anybody and I guess right now this is the year of just conquering fear. Like kick it in the face. Like call it out. Fear is fake. It's an illusion. It's not even real. It's correct. You're worried about stuff that doesn't even exist. So,
1: that's a whole lot of wasted time. It is. And it does. You know, fear's killed more dreams than failure ever Man. ever could imagine. Yeah. You know, yeah. most people just don't try. Yeah. For fear of failure. Yep. Uh, I've I've had my share of failures. I've had my share of successes. But you you have to try you yeah to play
3: yeah and you know? and and in those failures i'm sure you've learned oh yeah you know and so there's nothing wrong with with trying and, and maybe not accomplishing the goal but at least you tried
1: well you and know? and you know that's one of the things it's kind of like uh, i had i had lunch with a friend today who's a very successful businessman mm-hmm. and most people would be okay why don't you just calm down mm-hmm. but no everything's going well so i'm going to go over here and i'm going to do this now you yes. know and yeah. it's it's that Appetite of I'm going to do it because I want to do it because I'm alive and I want to do something and this looks like an exciting challenge and it takes that mentality to to get on stage to put out your own record to promote yourself to book shows to put a band together every one of those is a different discipline that you have to inspire yourself to do against the fear of failure yeah
3: against the fear of failure or or some for some people it's the fear of succeeding like okay what if I actually do make it like what. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What am I gonna do with it?
3: You know, but but just realizing again, fear is paralyzing. It is an illusion. It doesn't exist. You know, and um, pushing through—that's mm-hmm. what higher is about. Mm-hmm. Which is the title track on my EP. That's what higher is about.
1: Well, why don't we spend a little bit of higher while we uh, wrap up the show because we're coming up on the end of the hour. Sure. And so this is the first cut on the EP. Yes.
3: Yes. This is.
1: Now this is um interesting because it starts with this moody aggressive synth (laughs) and it's like this is gonna just jump
3: yeah because that's what you have to do you have to jump
1: but it kind of mellows out
3: yeah you have to jump
0: when lightning strikes it hits the ground makes me fall into a pit i can't stay there's no way i'm climbing right out of this ditch I gotta get to my destination. Ah. And anyway, if I stay, it won't be a happy ending. So watch your life can run away. Cause even there since the beginning. I gotta fight to get to my destination. Ah. Too long, and I'm tired of these things. Took like a procrastinating and being controlled by my feet. Hold me back. can nobody hold me down. I'm going higher. can nobody hold me down. Can't nobody hold me back. Can't nobody hold me down. I'm going higher. can nobody hold me down. Can't nobody hold me. Down.
1: check out the ending
3: because you're going higher (laughs) that's very (laughs) cute higher vibration
1: very very cool well you know what we are out of time thank you so much witty for coming in
3: thank you for having me i
1: know you had a busy day two jobs and then still snuck over here for the evening and i really appreciate it
3: thank you so much good
1: luck with the new record
3: thank you thank you
1: take care